testing, testing, one, two, three. I haven't done this in a long time. Um, actually, I just went through some old pot post in November 2018. And here it is, August 2019. So, a long time, nine, ten months later, a lot has happened. My sister had a baby. No, well, in December, my brother had a baby, Samuel Lee Sane Creighton. My sister had a baby, Ella Marie Donaldson, in January 2019. Uh, we've celebrated, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, different things like that. A lot has been going on. I believe the last I left off was in November 2018 where I was dating CB. And I had broken up with him, but we were still hanging out, still seeing each other. He was still in town. He ended up leaving in, um, I believe, first or second week in January 2019. And... Um, when he left, you know, I thought it was it. Fine, go. You know, it's, I'm not really interested in you anyway. I was quite heartbroken. Uh, November and December was rough. I stayed in the bed a lot. I ate a lot. I gained about, um, 20 pounds during that time. Since then, I've gained probably about... 10, 15 more pounds because I'm kind of in the funk cycle again with uh, CB. So he left in uh, early January. I went to Chicago to be with my sister for my niece to be born. She was born a beautiful baby girl on January 16th, early in the morning, 5, 6, something in the morning, I can't remember. Um, so of course I, I went to the hospital the night before, the day before, and stayed with my sister in the hospital. And throughout my stay, um, the boyfriend, he left. The grandmother, the boyfriend's mother, she came and then left, uh, after seeing that I was going to be staying the whole night with her. And throughout the evening and the night, my left leg started hurting. I went down to get something to eat, and I could hardly walk. Like, if I put my foot down on the floor, it was excruciating pain. Now, my sister's in labor, so of course I can't complain. Uh, but, you know, I'm in the hospital, so I'm thinking, okay, if anything goes crazy, I'm in a hospital, right? Um, so the pain got so bad, I took a Tylenol because I'm like, I have to help her through this labor, you know. And so sure enough, uh, you know, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, Ella was born. I stayed about an hour later because I'm thinking I have got to get home, you know, three hours south of Chicago. I got to get home so I can get to the doctor. I don't know what's wrong with me. I got to get to the doctor. I came Got home, went to my doctor's office, 
and she was able to see me on that day and she sent me to the hospital to get an ultrasound on my leg and yep blood clot uh, the ultrasound person called it an acute blood clot and so we you know went went to um, went back to my doctor so that she can prescribe uh, blood thinner for me so that we can you know start uh, getting it taken care of there was a lot of craziness going on with my insurance because um, the insurance started up in January but for somehow some I can't remember what everything was going on but somehow my December payment I paid it late I paid my December insurance late so they canceled my insurance for January so um, you know, here I am at Walgreens trying to get a prescription that's, you know, $800 without my insurance. And I'm like, uh, this is crazy. I'm not paying $800. And so I, I spent countless hours on the phone with the insurance company trying to, you know, get, get all this taken care of. And um, And then a couple of days later, my doctor sent me to a specialist. The specialist wanted to, um, you know, run a whole bunch of tests, and and he kept saying, um, uh, this is acute, and I was like, yes, and he was like, no, you've had this for a long time, and I'm like, no, and he kept using the word acute, but then he caught himself, and he was like, no, I meant chronic, and so basically, basically he was referring back to 2004, after a pregnancy that I had, I there was a blood clot. I had to have a C-section, and so I had blood clots in my lungs. And so, you know, of course, with the C-section, and, you know, your insides have to heal as well as the outsides. So, um, you know, we suspected... Okay, I just dropped my phone. We suspected that, you know, the blood clots came from a C-section, but he was thinking, no, this is something wrong with your blood. And so I'm like, the devil is a liar. You know, this is going to be, you know, I, I spent November and December in bed and I drive in a car for a living. So that's why I have blood clots. Not because, you know, there's something wrong with my blood. It's because I'm not up and about moving and you know all that stuff and so uh but he he ran a whole bunch of tests and it came back uh positive for um this blood clotting disorder and I still wasn't believing him but he was like well what we'll do is we'll take you off the medicine in April and for a month and then we'll test your blood again because there is a such thing as a false positive okay so that happened in January. In March, I decided, okay, I, I, well, actually, after that happened, I'm like, you know what, Tysh, you got to get it together. You, you can't be in this funk. And I was in the funk because, you know, that relationship with CB, it was just, you know, relationships are not just, you know, relationships. They affect your whole being. And it, it really messed me up, you know. It messed me up emotionally, spiritually. I mean, it, it was rough, you know. 
and then my thyroid is is crazy so i i had not not a lot of energy and so i stayed in the bed and i ate and didn't move and you know all of that stuff but you know after the blood clot it was like oh no i you know i'm not going out like this right so I, uh, you know, got up, got myself together, and I, you know, I'm making a plan. We, we gonna, Taisha, we gonna do this thing, you know, I'm praying, like, God, okay, I need your help, I need your strength, because I can't, you know, I can't go out like this, right? So, in March, I started working out, and the first day I worked out, uh, I, I'm the type of person, I, I need a group to work out with, because the group is my motivation, I have a hard time doing a whole lot of stuff by myself. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a personality trait. I I don't know. I've always been like that. Even in college, the only way I can do my classwork would be I had to go to the library. Because in the library, I'll see other people working and I can get it done. But if I'm at home, if I'm in my dorm room and I'm by myself, if my, if my roommate's not there, it's not going to get done. And so I'm like that about a lot of stuff. I'm like that about work. I'm like that about working out. I And I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if there's a name for that. But it's it's sort of like the environment. I need the environment. And if I'm just at home by myself, even though I may have an office, I may have, have everything I I need but if the environment is not task oriented I'm not gonna do it you know and so I don't know why I need that external motivation to get going but anyway I'm like that with exercise and this it's just rough I, I don't know so anyway I went to work out on it was like a Monday or something like that and it's like after I after the next day my I, I started having palpitations and I'm like man it was like my heart kept skipping a beat and beating really fast and it was it was kind of crazy and so for the whole week it was like what is wrong with me so I called um, the doctor the specialist and he said go to the emergency room right now and I'm like what you know he's all serious and I'm like are you sure he's like right now go to the emergency room and so I hung up. I was like, whatever. He is not getting ready to scare me. So it took me about an hour because I had some errands to run and all that stuff. So I went to the emergency room. I went to that emergency room. It was packed. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, you have got to be kidding me. The day when everybody's sick, I'm in the emergency room. This is in March, okay? There was a flu going around. There was so many people in that emergency room. So I'm just sitting, sitting, sitting. And all of a sudden, I started getting really, really hot. My eyesight started getting black. It was like the blackness coming over my eyesight. And I started to pass out. So I'm trying to walk up to the desk to let them know I'm getting ready to pass out. And nurse walks by, I grab her. And, you know, there's so many people in the emergency room. It frightened me. Like, I've never felt that in my life and I'm thinking oh my god I'm getting ready to die right so I, so my phone rang so <clears throat> I didn't get to, a chance to finish <coughs> mm -mm -mm. 
So anyway, I'm I'm at the hospital, and I'm getting ready to pass out, and and I'm frightened. So I text a friend and let her know I'm there, having some heart issues. Don't know what's going on. She comes with me, and the whole time I'm going from hot to cold, like so cold that I'm like my body is shivering. They're trying to get the EKG, but they can't hardly get it. They're telling me the nurses are trying to tell me to hold as still as I can so they can get the EKG. But I am shivering. Like, I can't stop my body from shivering. It was the craziest thing. And my EKG was normal. Blood pressure was fine. Everything was fine. And they sent me home. This happened three more times. By the third time, I didn't go to the emergency room. I just went uh, to... um, like the little um, the little uh, emergency room clinic, not emergency room, but quick care clinics. I went there. Um, the last time it happened, I was, well, not the last time, but right before the last time, I happened to actually be at church. And it was on my birthday, May 5th. Um, so bef- before I get there, before I get there, April, I, I had an episode in April. My doctor sending me to a cardiologist. I'm getting an EEG done on my brain. I'm getting my blood sugar done, like so many tests. I, my, I don't know how much the total cost was, but my cost is about $7,000. I believe, you know, total is maybe forty, fifty thousand dollars. I I don't know, especially the ER visits, crazy. But um, anyway, in April, so April first, I'm I'm just I'm upset, like I'm I'm like pissed off, not just angry, and I not really angry, just pissed off that I wasted my time with CB, and and here he is and you know, back in South Carolina, not thinking anything about, you know, me lying and, and, you know, all this stuff. So, and when, when I say lying, I mean, he has this, oh, I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I'm like, you you don't want to marry me. Not when you're still on a dating site. So you're talking about marrying me, but you're still on a dating site. So I, you know, I was upset. So anyway, I, I think I sent him a message and said for April Fool's Day, I was going to put on that, you know, we were married. And he was like, oh, I'll be so, uh, I'll be so sad. I said, why? He was like, because we should be married or something, something he said. And so he decided to put on, put it on Facebook that he was married, but he didn't tag me. And I'm like, that's classic him, Right classic him and so I said okay fine if you're gonna do it you gotta commit and so of course I you know I put it and I tagged him and you know then all hell broke loose right so then he you know afterwards he really is talking about oh you know you need to come to South Carolina and you know why should I come to you know Illinois and he's saying some craziness I don't know it's crazy and I'm like dude I'm not moving to South Carolina that was never a part of the deal and I told him, you're the one that told me you lived in Illinois. Okay. So why would I get involved with you like I did if I knew you lived in South Carolina? I would not have. 
That's not me. I would not have gotten involved. You know, so here you are, you the one con me, right? So, um, so we went back and forth and, um, and I told him I was, I was supposed to be in New Orleans in, in, uh, April, but the trip got canceled. And so I was like, Hey, I might come to South Carolina to visit. And he was like, okay, well fine. Uh, but then he actually came to Illinois first. So he happened to, and I told him it was going to be my birthday, which he did not remember. But anyway, he was he was here, and we spent time together. So anyway, I was at church on my birthday, and I'm feeling these symptoms. And, you know, I went up for prayer because I'm like, this is crazy. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm getting ready to pass out in church. I don't know what's going on. God, I need you to help me. And so, you know, then my doctor put me on a 30-day monitor. I, I had the three-day monitor, nothing, 30-day monitor. You know, I don't think I did the 30-day monitor right. Because I was supposed to push the button. It was crazy. If I had symptoms and I didn't, I thought the monitor would just pick up the symptoms. And apparently not. It was like the craziest thing. So they monitored me for 30 days and they said I was fine. And for two weeks I was having symptoms. I'm like, how are you? What? This monitor don't work. It was the craziest thing. But anyway, I got off the monitor in June. And I, I've been fine since then. Uh, prayer. Vitamin D, I've been, you know, up in my vitamins and all that stuff. Uh, somebody said magnesium and, you know, different things like that, especially when they can't figure out what's going on. It's probably some minerals or, or you know, something that is needed, vitamins or whatever that's needed. So anyway, so anyway, uh, CB is in town. He comes to town and he, the police stops him. He said the police stopped him. He didn't put on his blinker or something. And then he said they towed his car because the car wasn't registered to him. It was registered to his church. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. They don't tow a car because it's registered to somebody else. So, of course, I, you know, Google and it said that uh, he got a ticket for driving on a suspended license, which, you know, he conveniently left that out. And I'm like, well, that makes more sense. They will tow your car if your license is suspended. So he didn't tell me anything about that. Well, anyway, he left town a week before he was supposed to go to, go to court. And so, of course, they put a, a, a warrant out for his arrest. So that was in uh, the end of May, early June, he left town. And uh, they put a warrant out for his arrest. He was supposed to go to court June 14th, I believe. And uh, after he left town in May, I think, you know, everything kind of started taking a turn for worse, for the worse for him back in South Carolina because uh, the church building he was in got put up for auction. He did some kind of crazy deal. And so next thing I know, I get a text asking me, you know, if he moved back to Illinois, would we be together? And, of course, the answer was, well, I, you know, I'm not leaving my church home. So, probably not. And so I asked him, are you moving back to Illinois? And his response was, I guess not. Two weeks later, he's sending me texts telling me that he's on his way to Illinois and he has a 30-foot truck 
with all this equipment, all this stuff that he's moving to Illinois. And I'm like, what? I thought the consensus was he was not moving to Illinois. So crazy, 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 crazy. So he gets here to Illinois on a Sunday. It takes him 19 hours. I think the original trip should have been about 13 or 14, maybe 15 if you have to stop and get gas and use the bathroom, that sort of thing. But it took him 19 because the truck wasn't driving well. And it was a Sunday, so they had a hard time getting a hold of budget rental trucks to try to, you know, get some assistance. He gets here. My sister has some craziness going on with her baby daddy and, and his mom in Chicago. So I pay him. I ask him, can I, you know, borrow the truck to go move my sister and he's like, yeah. So I paid him for two days, okay, to rent the truck from him. He said it was $70 per, per day. So I paid him $140, and then I gave him $40 for gas. And I put $40 in the gas tank, right? And so that was on a Monday. So I went to Chicago in this big, giant truck, moved my sister on Monday. Brought the truck back um, Monday night. Got everything out on Tuesday. And then they were to hit the road on Wednesday back to South Carolina to pick up another load and then come back. Well, they never made it because the truck, they stopped in Champaign to see if they can get some information on why, why the truck uh, going through the mountains would drive. And, and so, of course, they tried to blame him and say, oh, you put gasoline in the tank and not diesel. And I'm like, that don't make any sense. If you put gasoline in a tank and you're driving 19 hours, that, that car, it's not going to run. If it runs on diesel, it's not going to run. And, of course, I showed him the receipt where I put diesel in the truck. So, I mean, absolutely. So they're basically trying to swindle him. So, anyway, everything has kind of gone downhill since then because that was, um, was mid-July. I believe it was after July 4th. Um, so that was mid-July when that happened. And, um, yeah, he, it's, he's still in South Carolina now. He, he made it back to South Carolina. He had some people from South Carolina come pick him up and take him back. And it's been hell for him since then. So, fast forward to, oh, he also borrowed $250 from me because I guess he needed some gas money. And, you know, I, I didn't mind, you know, but it's, I guess the thing that bothered me, it, it was just the way he represented himself as, you know, having all this money and, and different things like that. And because you're retired, right? So if you're retired, you got money, right? Whatever. Anyway. So I get a text from him on Thursday. Now, while he's been in, in South Carolina, I've just been encouraging him and saying, you know, um, just just being, you know, encouraging and checking in on him and all that stuff. So he gets sends me a text on Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. No, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. And he says, um, just got his blood 
tested and his blood work came back. He's uh, diabetic. He's been managing it. He doesn't have to take medication, that sort of thing. But he manages it by, you know, eating uh, healthy and, and all this stuff. So he gets his blood tested, you know, every so often just to uh, make sure his diabetes is, uh, you know, doing well. And so I, you know, I send him a text and say, he said, he said he got his blood work back. So I sent him a text to say, how was it? This was at about three o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't get a response back. Well, I get a text at 1130 at night, which I'm asleep. Uh, I, I kind of hear my phone buzzing, but I'm not getting up, you know, unless it's, you know, unless you calling me <laughs> to report an emergency, I'm not getting up. So, so I get the text Thursday morning around 730 a.m. And it says he tested positive for chlamydia. And I'm like, what? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. So I call him. And um, the call drops. And he don't call me back. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How, how you tell me, you know, we've we been together when you were here. So how are you telling me you tested positive for chlamydia and now you don't want to talk to me? I'm, I'm like ticked off, right? And so I, you know, I call him back around noon. And the first question I ask, who, who you're having sex with? He says to me, you're the only person I've had sex with in the past three years. And... I'm like screaming in my head, wanting to cuss him out. Because when he was in town in May, I took his phone and I went through his phone and I saw all the women he was talking to. Uh, there was one woman named Marilyn. She said, oh, we're gonna practice celibacy when you get back to town. There was a trans girl. Um, and so I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And so I told him, you know, January 2018, I got tested. I, I got, I, I told him, test me for everything. And I was fine, January 2018. Larry and I, we saw each other last, uh, April 2018, which, but, you know, last time we had sex was February 2018. And then I meet you in July, and we hook up in October 2018. I'm fine in January. Now, and I and I told him, I, and I'm telling him this, I said, between January and February, there's a possibility that, you know, Larry, I don't know if I, Mr. Ohio, I, I just said his name. Anyway, there's a possibility that Mr. Ohio has sex with somebody between January and February. Okay, that's a possibility. Is it likely? No. 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 So, uh, you know, I, I was fine. And, you know, now you're telling me you, you tested positive, but you're making it seem like now I gave you chlamydia, right? And and I said, so either I gave you chlamydia or, or you've had chlamydia for three years. And I'm like, that's crazy, right? So, um, and I and I told him, I said, in October, 
when I, you know, had bacterial vaginosis. I said that was probably chlamydia, and I didn't even know it. I'm thinking it was bacterial vaginosis because I've had that in the past, and I'm, I'm explaining this to them, and I know what that is, but maybe the vaginosis, I also, maybe I had, maybe you infected me with chlamydia too, and I didn't even know, you know, during that time. I'm trying to, you know, basically get him to admit that, okay, you didn't been sleeping with other people too, because I'm like, BS, you... You cannot sit here and tell me in the past three years I'm the only one. If that's the case, what makes me so special? How how did I get to be so special that I'm the one out of all the women, all the women that you've met over the past three years, all the women you've met over the past three years, I'm the one that you say, sure, let's have sex. You know what I mean? Like, that's BS. So anyway, I get off the phone with him. I told him I scheduled an appointment with my doctor. My doctor couldn't meet with me until uh, the next Friday. And here it was uh, Friday. Or no, here it was Thursday. And so I called my doctor again and, you know, asked, hey, is there somebody who could meet me, you know, the next day? which was uh, on, on this past Friday. And, you know, the physician's assistant, she was able to meet me. And so I went and got tested. I told her, test me for everything. I did ask her. I said, you know, when I got my test in January 2018, they did a urine test and a blood test. I said, is that sufficient? And she said, oh, if they did a urine test, because you probably weren't having any symptoms that can be sufficient, but there is a possibility that with the urine test, there there could be um, a false negative. That's what she said. Uh, she said she likes to do the actual, you know, swab because that's a more accurate test. But, um, and I, so I, you know, so of course the urine test is not a 100%. But, I mean, I, I've been with Larry since then. So you're not going to tell me that, okay, I've been with another man since that, then. Now, Larry, I am 100% positive he's been with somebody. I'm 100% positive, and he knows how to get a hold of me. So you're not going to tell me that I gave him some, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this make sense. I'm just trying to make this make sense because it makes no sense that I gave you chlamydia because I was fine, you know. I and so, and so I was just upset that he wouldn't admit to lying. So I sent him a long 20-minute Marco Polo telling him I know about all the lies, I know about all the women, I know about the trans woman, I know about, you know, all of that. I told him I know about the church being, you know, up for auction. I know about the warrant for his arrest. I knew about everything. And so the only thing he responds to in the middle of the night at 4 o'clock in the morning is the trans girl. I guess he wanted to make sure that I knew he didn't meet with her. Then, of course, he was, what What do you mean I got a warrant out for my arrest? And I didn't mention it again because I'm like, hey, call the courts. You know, if you come to Illinois, you get stopped by the police. You're going to court. You're going to, 
you're going to jail because you got a warrant. But I, I didn't explain it to him because I'm like, you you can call call the courts, whatever. He did mention something about the church went up for auction. He, you know, the main thing he wanted me to know was he didn't meet with this trans girl. He did not address me calling him a liar. He did not address me telling him he had too much pride to admit that he lied. He did not, you know, uh, he, I mean, I, and I told him I, I get it. I told him I get it. Because, you know, I've lied to people too. I, you know, I, my pride have been up there too. I get it, you know. But he, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I lied. He, he wouldn't address it at all. So, uh, I, you know, I responded back and said, I said what I said, but, you know, the lies and the pride and the deception and all this, all of that, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And he, you know, he kind of sent me a text and was like, okay, you break it up with me, a breakup video, basically is what he said. And yeah, I'm like, that's, that's what it is. Cause I, it, it was almost like, okay, God, you're giving me an out, right? Because this, it was turning out to be like Mr. And I don't know if I have a post, uh, a pod about uh, Mr. But that's what this was turning out to be. And I did not want to end up in that same situation. So it was like, okay, this is God giving me a way out. But even though this is him giving me a way out, I just felt like, oh my God, I can't. Like, really, Taisha? One more time. Really? Really? Here we go again. So I, you know, it's like no energy, which I haven't had a lot of energy in the last couple weeks anyway. So I, I really need to go and get my thyroid checked out again to see what's going on with my hormones because I've been exhausted. But this, you know, my thyroid plus this and plus the craziness that's going on with work and the craziness that's going on with my volunteer stuff, uh... It's just been crazy. I, Mr. Ohio, I almost want to kind of track him down and ask him, hey, you don't have chlamydia, do you? <laughs> you know, like I want to track him down and be like, you sure you don't have chlamydia, right? Because uh, this is what this dude is telling me. But anyway, I'm just, I'm mad that I'm here again. But it's like, Tyce, you can't be mad. You just have to. You have to learn from it, right? You you learn, okay, this is what not to do, right? So I'm on POF again, but I, I'm just, I'm not, like I feel so, you know what they call dating fatigue, you know, just like I don't feel like it, right? I wish I had my friend um, David. Oh, the golf guy. I call uh, I'm I'm saying all kinds of people's names right now. But um yeah, golf guy. 
because he and I, we would talk about it. And it's like I need just, just need somebody to talk to. Uh, there's a girl at church who I can be friends with. But I, I just, I feel like I'm by myself. And I feel like I don't have anybody to help me deal with life. And it's frustrating because I feel like everybody has their other people, right? People have their family. Like I have, like my friends from church, they have their family that can help them. I, I don't have that. I, I don't have family that I can talk to and bounce things off of and, and who are spiritual enough to say, listen, this is what is what, right? I, I don't have that and it it feels so lonely. I've been in therapy since uh about January because um I got to get it together and you know I turned 42 this year and I man I I got to get it together. So that's where I am right now. Like I want so badly to call CB like just to like, I really, really, really want him to just say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I I lied. I'm sorry. And it's like I want to, you know, for him to say, okay, I'm sorry. How can we fix this? You know? But he has too much pride for that. He has too much pride for that. So... It's like I can't I can't be with somebody who can't who can't be and I know I mean I I lied to Mr. and it was bad. It took me twelve years to tell him the truth and it was bad, but But anyway, here I am, and um, I thank God, I, you know, I thank God for where I am. Honestly, I thank God. It's like, God, okay, this is where I am. Thank you, Jesus. This is where I am, and I, I'm learning. I'm learning this life, you know. Uh, let's see, what else has been going on? I don't even know what else to talk about right now. It's 8.13 p.m. The rain has just stopped. I have a sink full of dirty dishes that I need to wash. I don't feel like it. Um, got a whole bunch of work I need to do tomorrow. But this is where I am. So I thought I'd do a pod. Huh. <sighs> to update everybody I can't wait for Christmas which is crazy because I bought the cutest Christmas tree and I'm gonna be so disappointed if I can't get it up and have it look really nice but I don't want time to go fast so I'm not like putting it out there like oh my god I can't wait for Christmas to get here no I time is going too fast it's like I want it to slow down so I can wait for Christmas but uh but this is where I am, and I don't want to get into a funk of being lonely. 
I don't want to get into a funk of being lonely. So I really, really, really want to send CB uh, Marco Polo and tell him what he's done. But and tell him how how lonely I feel and how upset I am that he's not the one for me. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all because I need to keep that door closed. I need to keep that door closed. So I get my test results tomorrow and then other test results. The blood test takes a little bit longer. So I guess I'm done for now.